The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Now it's time to look back at some of the weekend's sport. I'm joined by the host of the Koi Gig podcast, uh, Off the Balls, Kathleen McNamee. Kathleen, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, first of all, the hurling. Pulsating stuff. Oh, two absolutely incredible matches. I mean, first up, we had Limerick Clare 123 to 122. Clare losing out by a point. I think a lot of talk since then was about that foul in the final moments and the fact the referee didn't give a free to Clare, which would have leveled things up. But they'll definitely feel like they left things on the table. I mean, there was about five or six wides from them just before halftime, which really would have given them a bit of an edge against Limerick. But um, yeah, Limerick win their fifth Munster title. John Kiley has never lost a final with this team. I think he's been in 12 in total across, you know, provincial and uh, the All-Ireland and then also the league as well. Aaron Galan, absolutely astounding. What a 11 on the day won three of those from play I mean completely brilliant and then of course he had Kilkenny Galway 421 to 226 that Killian Buckley goal in the final moments I geez, I thought I had calmed down after the first match and then that one happened and I was like what is going on Brian Cody in the stands absolutely delighted whoever had their camera trained on them was a smart person but yeah heartbreak for Galway Henry Shefflin said afterwards that the dressing room was just distraught he didn't do any media bar from talking to Galway Bay FM Yeah, because they, it was the last gasp defeat for them which uh, I mean there would have been such glee had Henry done it oh of course and to do it against you know Kilkenny would have been absolutely massive for him and the fact that Galway have been like the nearly men for so long uh, it was just absolutely heartbreaking for them now let's turn to soccer and um The excitement of the Champions League final, which was not about the match at all, which Man City won by one goal to nil in uh, not a very inspiring performance. We expected 3-0, 4-0 even. You know, this is the best team of the world, allegedly. The excitement was all about how the fans were treated and badly they were. Yeah, once again, we see UEFA out and FIFA absolutely failing to organise one of these events. So fans were caught fans were told not to get the metro all the city fans because that's how inter fans were going to get there so instead they were told to get buses or cars but the traffic is really really bad around Istanbul the roads aren't very good and uh, Ger Gilroy over on off the ball was actually at the game and he was saying that he had hired a minibus and they got out and they thought they had about an hour long walk and some locals showed them where to go and they ended up going through scrubland they had to walk up this massive hill that was like rocky and dangerous they ended up in you know I don't know what they're called but they're like those drain canals you see in like LA and stuff that always have the races on them ended up in one of those and couldn't get out of it for a while and like his story was very reminiscent of a lot of other people when you're in the stadium there's only two places to get food he said the food was undercooked like there was meat that was still raw Uh, he said that like there was two three hour queues for water bottles Uh, if you're getting and on any of the buses organised by UEFA you weren't actually able to bring water on with you those buses were stuck in 30 degree heat for three hours people were getting sick they were wetting themselves like it's just after last year you would have thought that you know they would have gone out of their way to make sure it was in a good stadium and it was well policed and that just didn't happen Yeah you know the ads that are on I've seen them on CNN I'm sure they're elsewhere but uh, Istanbul being the new cool Mm. I'm sorry (laughs) they've got it badly wrong because Every single person who went to that occasion will come back, you know, bad-mouthing Turkey. Exactly. And, like, this is what, like, Jer was saying. He's like, Istanbul, the city, it's incredible. It's just the facilities weren't there to host a major tournament like this. And because of that, people are coming back with bad experiences. And it doesn't do justice to the amazing culture that exists in the city. Okay, moving to uh, tennis, and we had two cracking finals. We sure did. So, uh, Djokovic 
becoming a Grand Slam champion once again. The first ever person to win all Grand Slams three times and also the first men to man to reach 23 Grand Slam titles. If he wins one more, he'll equal Margaret Court's record at 24. He beat uh, Rude 7-6-6-3-7-5 in the final. And then, of course, in yeah, the women. The, you know, they describe it as he'd beaten in straight sets. It was a tough match for it, Djokovic. And afterwards, he was heaping praise upon Kaspar Rude because he was talking about his family, how lovely they are, and he wanted Rude to win every match except the ones against him. <laughs> you know, It was a, a different kind of Djokovic. I think the... the, the the quest for the record has been heavy on his shoulders and he seemed liberated by finally doing it at Roland Garros. Yeah, I think so. And I think because obviously Roland Garros has kind of been Natal's territory for so long and obviously not there at the moment because of injury, but to be able to do it there for him seems like a, a monster off his back in a certain way because I think if Nadal was still there, there maybe would have been a bit more of a question over it. Yeah. Um, and then in the women's had Schwantek beaten Makova. I mean, it was that shocking. was a fantastic game. Yeah, absolutely, a wonderful match. One set each, and then it went to to the decider, and she she dug deep at the end and started to produce some miraculous shots. It was yeah. a terrific match to watch. Yeah, Schwantek is, uh, I mean, an icon. She's 22 only, I think, and she's yeah. already one of the best players we've ever seen. And fair play to Makova. I mean, she wasn't even seeded in this. She wasn't expected to go all the way. She beat people like Sabalenka, who's number two seed along the way. So a very, very impressive tournament from her. Now, we must talk about uh, a superstar in the making, and that is Rashida Adeleke, who was competing in the Collegiate Championships in the United States in the 400 metres and won her race. Uh, We'll just hear a little bit from her. She was interviewed by ESPN after the race, and this is just a little bit of what she had to say. Well, he gave me tactics, but honestly, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. So just like... Thank you. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna do what I feel right. Because I remember last time I used tactics, I was trying to remember, like, okay, he said do this, then do that, then shift here, and I was just getting confused. So, what he said was like, okay, you know what? Scratch that. Do whatever you feel is right. And you know you're strong. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. She is fantastic. I mean, uh, tactics. Her coach gave her splits. I didn't know what to do with the splits. You know, what What would I know about splits? Yeah, she was asked, like, what did you think her time was after 200 metres? And she was like, I have no idea. And she was saying there about her coach all going in one ear and out the other. But yeah, absolutely mental. Her time would have won her silver at the Olympic Games if she had competed in Tokyo 2020. She broke the 50 second barrier only for the first time in April. And uh, that's her seventh, I think, record that she's broken this year, which is absolutely crazy. She also won uh, gold in the 4x100 metre relay. And most people thought they would have probably won in the 4x400 metre because of her as well, except they were disqualified in the semi-finals, unfortunately. So the big question over her now is what does she do from here? Does she go pro? Does she stick with the collegiate? career um, so all eyes will be on her over the next couple yeah. of months I mean she is in the top 20 of the fastest women over 400 yeah. metres ever and it's the fastest time run by a European woman in 11 years yeah. which is remarkable when you think about it uh, the pre-race favourite was a woman called Britton Wilson of Arkansas who, who came be- second who beat her earlier in the beat year beat her earlier well. in the year and she was on her home track which uh, may have helped but uh, she's so fresh and so honest and so direct uh, it's it's wonderful to, to watch her in action and to hear her talk yeah exactly really and her main thing now will just be keeping fit keeping injury free um, hopefully she'll be back for the national championships in July so we'll get to see her race on home soil for a little while but definitely a star in the making all going well Kathleen McNamee uh, thank you very much for joining us The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.